Have you ever wondered about the power of your subconscious mind? Yeah, me too. I wonder all the time. Stay tuned because today I'm sharing what I'm learning through some stories with clients as well as insight I'm getting from the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Debbie Talbert, creator of the Exit Methodology, advocate for living your best and most intentional life, and alcohol freedom coach. This podcast is for you if you have big dreams and aspirations, but you've begun to notice that just maybe your current drinking patterns are getting in the way. Inside the podcast, we'll dive into a modern day approach that can help you move away from shame and blame when it comes to what you're drinking and finally take the driver's seat of your life again. It's time to exit the drinking life. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I, yes, am super excited to be here with you guys today enjoying here in Florida, we actually have what everybody else around the world might be calling their fall, but we're having our PS winter, really, for us, because it's in the 60s, and here where I live, that's winter, and it's it's really quite hilarious. I always thought it was so hilarious. Now, when I was living here full-time before I was flying, right, I didn't think this was so hilarious. But then as I start traveling around the world and experiencing different temperatures, I would find myself laughing hysterically at the people in Florida when it would get to be 60 degrees, because that's when they get out their wool socks, their Ugg boots, their winter coats, their scarves, and sometimes their gloves, right? And I just found it so hilarious that they would be absolutely freezing when it's 66 degrees. And anyway, so that's all like a perspective, right? Compared to what we're used to around here, we literally, to us, that is absolutely freezing. Where somewhere else in the world, that would be in some places walking around in your shorts. I remember when my son... His first base he was ever stationed in was in Boston. And he was born and raised in Florida, down in Miami, actually. And so we went there in Boston in July. And it was in the 60s. And he was literally freezing. And he was like, oh, my God, what the heck am I going to do when it starts actually snowing here? And so it's really that kind of perspective kind of stuff. And so that literally helps And I'm sharing that with you because it's tying into what I want to talk about today and some of the insight that I want to bring to you today and how I want to inspire you today. Now, before I get into that, because this is the time of year, and it's really for many people, one of the hardest times of year when you're wanting to change your behaviors around alcohol, you're wanting to have less alcohol in your life. And now we're in the midst of the time of year where alcohol is everywhere. And of course, you want to have alcohol at this party, at this event, right? That's what your brain's telling you a lot of. And so to help those of you that want support around that, I have opened up my calendar. I've created space for you to start the conversation with me. A time 
for you to have someone outside of your story help you to see, notice, feel, sense, discover what's actually keeping you stuck, right? And this is complimentary. And we will literally have a deep coaching session. I will support you. And you will receive something that you need, right? Provided you show up to the conversation with the intention of receiving what it is that you need. So if you're ready, especially this time of year, right? And I've literally opened up a lot of spots for my support, some guidance and some outsider to help you kind of see where you're getting stuck in your story, what's preventing you from taking what you're learning here on the podcast and literally acting upon it. Then I invite you to go over to jumpseatcoaching.com. You'll easily be able to understand where you need to go and the button for you to click to book the virtual conversation with me. There is a process. I do ask you some questions first before you pick your time, right? And so you can schedule a time for us to be together. And so I've opened that up and I really want to encourage you that if your intention, even during this December, right, and the rest of the year is to have less alcohol in your life so that you can walk into to 2022 feeling better about yourself than you maybe have felt in a while especially around the topic of alcohol, then I highly encourage you to take advantage of that. Now, another thing that I wanted to share with you, because I don't have time to have the person on the podcast between her schedule and my schedule and the way things are due around doing the podcast, but I really wanted to share this with those of you that are seeking gifts for young ones, like younger children that are under the age of 10. Right. And so I happened to be on my way home from my Weight Watcher meeting on Saturday. I went to this market that we have open here in Florida and it's an outdoor market. And again, this is our time of year where we have these markets in Florida. Right? We don't have these in the summer. It's an outside market. And a lot of the people are there now with a variety of different things because it's the holiday season. And so there's amazing opportunities to see and experience some unique, not the typical Amazon store, whatever things that you might be able to give your loved ones as a gift, right? And so as I was going into the area, I came across these beautiful looking books for, as I said, someone under the age of 10. I mean, I think there would be powerful stories for someone. Maybe they could read to a younger child, right? And both of them kind of get the same effect from the book, right? But anyway, so it's this, and it's the author, and she's literally from my same neighborhood. And she has written this book. And the story was so moving to me behind why she wrote these books. And so her daughter, one of her children, she started noticing was having anxiety. And she remembered from her childhood a story that her father would share with her. And it was around meeting at the rainbow. And then another one he would share with her was around the moon. And so what she did, she started telling these particular stories to her children. And she started noticing that their anxiety would be relieved from themselves, right? And so she was literally taking them through this sort of guided visualization process in story form. 
And so I thought that was so beautiful. So I literally bought for my granddaughter the moon book and the rainbow book, right? And it was literally from having the conversation with the author, understanding her story behind it, the true joy she got from creating these books for other children from the experience that she noticed within her own kids. And that's really remind me of the true joy I get from doing these podcast episodes for everyone and supporting and coaching and doing that kind of stuff. And so I actually asked her if she would come and be on the episode. So it's going to be sometime in January, possibly February, but she's literally going to come and take us through this guided visualization process. She has a worksheet and outline and all kinds of stuff. But if you're looking for books for young ones, right, under the age of 10, you can actually head over to her website, which is I'llMeetYouBooks.com. I'llMeetYouBooks.com. Okay. And so I really wanted to share that with you as something unique and different as an option. If you're a grandparent or a parent of younger children and you're looking for a unique, different option as a, a possible holiday gift. So those are the things I have. Take advantage of my open calendar and check out these amazing, beautiful books. So today what I want to do is we're going to be diving into understanding how the subconscious mind operates and how it influences our behavior. And so really what's actually keeping us stuck in the cycle of drinking, over drinking and regret are unresolved beliefs about alcohol. Beliefs that alcohol somehow is good, that it helps you in some way, that it tastes good, that it helps you relax. There are still some of those lingering beliefs there for you. And my hunch is for those of you that are listening to what I teach and share and are inspired and moved to actually act upon it, you're starting to notice some of your beliefs and stuff and you've shifted some of them. And changes are literally taking place for you and they're happening for you in your life. Yet you're still finding yourself and the desire is still coming up and bubbling up and bubbling up for the alcohol. And this is simply because there are still some unresolved beliefs that are happening for you. And until those beliefs are resolved, the desire itself is going to keep bubbling up. And some of these beliefs are on a conscious level. And we're slightly aware of them, right? Yet we're unable to shift them up just enough to allow ourselves to make a change, to allow us to feel different, to think different and behave different. And then some of these beliefs are hidden in our subconscious under the surface. Yet those beliefs are literally running on automatic and running the show for us, right? And so what I want to encourage you to do, because the power of this podcast and really, I find podcasts of all kinds very, very resourceful. We hear other people's ideas, the processes that they're doing, the tactics that they've used, how they've applied them in their life, and changes they've been able to make. And the ideas and the processes and the tactics, though, they will literally only work for us if we take them out into the world. We take what's happening and what we're hearing between our ears, right? and move it outside of just the earbuds and into our life. And so what I want to invite you to do is to start applying what you're hearing and applying it into your own unique personality and your life circumstances. 
And so bringing the ideas out into your life will help you dive deeply into the practices that I'm sharing. It will help you do the process of experimenting, exploring, and then, you know, the Xing out of the things you find that aren't working and the igniting your curiosity and trusting yourself to work, to do this, right? And so journaling is one of those exercises that will really gain you a lot of insight into your specific patterns of thinking and the behaviors that are influencing your ability to make alcohol a small and irrelevant part of your life. Over drinking. Wow, you fall in love with your flossom self. This truly is possible for you. The most successful alcohol interruption workshop is open for enrollment. A chance to create a better future, transform your relationship with yourself, and learn to exit the drinking life with confidence. This six week workshop will teach you, inspire you, and connect you to peers doing the same work you are. In as little as 20 minutes a day, it's possible to achieve freedom. Interested? Go over to jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash freedom. Just this past week, I was working with a client who was truly resistant to using one of the journaling processes. One that she had actually successfully used many times on other topics. But this particular topic for her, it ran very, very deep for her. And it is one of the main circumstances in her life that led her to rely on alcohol. And so for her now in her life, because she applied the journaling process to her drinking, alcohol is small and irrelevant for her. What's now big in her life and in her face is a long-running family circumstance. She knew on a conscious level it was time for her to apply what she's learned to this long-running family circumstance. And yet she felt so trapped with this inner battle with herself. A part of her wanted to do the work and a part of her was afraid, feared the hardness, quote-unquote, of the task. So together in our coaching session, we dug deep into her thoughts and beliefs about doing this work on these circumstances. And so with the questions, I was able to guide her through the exit methodology. And during our time together, a great many of beliefs were revealed to her. There was a lot of stuff that she as a person living in the story wasn't quite able to see on her own, even with all the tools and applying them wasn't quite able to see on her own and understand deeply how this was impacting her. And so this process and this time we had together, it literally loosened up some of the thoughts and the beliefs, and then it cleared up some of how she was seeing things and how they were literally impacting her ability to progress forward around this circumstance. And so it turned out that it was enough of an easing up of the untangling for her to really begin to do the journaling tactic. And so then this week, when we had our sessions together, she actually shared how amazing her experience was, 
how at peace she now feels and how different the interactions were between her and her family member. The true, genuine love that she was able to feel for them. Even though this individual hadn't changed one bit, that the actions they were taking were still the same. Not one thing in how this person was acting, saying, behaving had changed at all. What did change was my client's belief story. This is what's allowing her to experience the peace, the calm, and the genuine love she now has and feels. For her, now she's able to love her flossom self as well as the flossomness in this individual. And so for me, how I love to describe this work is that it's literally the process of falling in love with your flossomness, right? This is really falling in love with your flossom self with a side perk of alcohol becoming small and irrelevant part of your life, right? And so the first time that actually came to me that describing it this way was when I was on a podcast for This Naked Mind. And it's one where the coaches are allowed to be on This Naked Mind and we're literally being interviewed as coaches and sharing big parts of our stories. And that one is going to come out sometime in December over on This Naked Mind. And so the very last question they asked me was, if you were to write a biography or have it written an autobiography, right, about yourself, what would that title be? And I'd never actually thought about ever of write, having a biography, autobiography written or writing a biography, right, at all. And so it took a little bit. My brain was kind of going, what? Are you kidding? I don't know. And then I know what I don't know does, right? It blocks me from thinking. So I literally in the moment, I didn't really say all this out loud, but if you watch the video, you might be able to see it all happening on my face. And so then it just came to me once I was like, oh, okay, I know you don't know right now, Brain Debbie, but if you did, what would it be? And it's the journey of falling in love with my flaws himself. And that would be the title. And that's literally what I call this journey now that I'm living and how I'm actually creating this epic life I have and how I feel that my life is epic. And so this work of exiting the drinking life, making alcohol small and irrelevant is going to take you out of your comfort zone. And so for me, my meaning, I just want to help because part of what will help you because yes, it's going to take you out of your comfort zone. It's going to require you to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, to own the discomfortness of it. And that's why I did that three-part series are all around self-confidence, because the self-confidence is what's going to help you with allowing yourself to take yourself out of your comfort zone, allowing you to take what you're hearing out of just the earbuds scenario, right? And putting it into your real world. And so for me, the way I like to describe and the meaning of alcohol becoming small and irrelevant is a place where alcohol doesn't trigger me. It's not a battle around alcohol. I don't feel deprived. It doesn't matter to me if my husband is drinking or if people around me are drinking and I'm not. It's where I don't feel uncomfortable while I was serving it to others on the airplane. It doesn't cause me to desire it when it's on shows, movies, ads, images, and other commercials around alcohol, right? It doesn't bring me to this place of needing to embrace discomfort so I can survive that, right? Because it's irrelevant to me. I literally don't have a desire for it. So it's where this simply, it's a substance 
in a bottle sitting on a shelf. Basically, that's it. Alcohol to me now is this substance sitting in a bottle on a shelf that I have decided no longer has any value in my life. Right. And so that to me is what small and irrelevant is. And so to help you. And so this is one of those exit, come this way, leave everything moments. Right. And so what are you telling yourself about working the work of exiting the drinking life? Is what you're telling yourself actually true? What if the exact opposite is true? Are you thinking of this as a forever thing? And if the idea of forever is keeping you stuck, what would be different if you allowed yourself to take forever out of your definition, right? And replaced it with right now. Right now, I'm taking a break. And right now, I'm discovering and learning and experimenting and exploring if I even want to keep this in my life. I don't actually know because it's been there for so long. So what if I put in right now, this is what I'm figuring out and allow yourself to figure it out, right? So let yourself dive into your belief story around the work it's going to take for you to create the change you want. Just like my client earlier around this ongoing circumstance in her life, she needed to first open herself up enough and untangle enough of those thoughts around the work itself to then be able to open herself up to the possibility of even doing the work and the journaling part, which is where the journaling is where and how we speak to our subconscious. It's where and how we understand what our subconscious is actually doing behind the scenes. And so this journaling is what lets you explore your thoughts and your beliefs and X out the thoughts, making it hard for you to even start, make a change, take the actions that you want, have the feelings that you want to help you take the actions that you want to let you move into that self-confidence realm. And then you can ignite curiosity around new ideas. And this igniting the curiosity lets you ease into this trusting yourself to figure things out. So whatever's coming up for you, as you've been listening to this episode, I really want you to take action on it. Move the insight out into your world. And remember that I have created space in my calendar for you to start the conversation with me, right? And it would be a time, this space and this conversation is a time for an outsider, someone outside your story to let you help you see, notice, feel, and sense and discover what's actually keeping you stuck. So literally, let me help you with that. So head over to jumpseatcoaching.com to schedule our time together. Have an awesome week and I will be back with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I hope this episode has helped you move away from drinking shame and blame and instead into confidence and full belief that the life you desire is within your reach. You are not alone. I have been exactly where you are right now. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a second to hit the follow button so you never miss a future episode. And leave a review to help me reach more listeners just like you looking to break away from the toxic cycle of drinking and discover a healthier approach that leads to a life full of abundance and happiness. 
If you want to take what you've learned here to the next level, head over to jumpseatcoaching.com for more resources and tools. See you back here on the next episode.